This is something that I firmly believe in, is that you need to start thinking about yourself as the CEO. Take yourself out of this situation and look at yourself in the third person and say, if I was paying me, essentially, if I was paying this person a good six-figure salary to be the CEO of my company, at the end of the year, would I be happy with their results or would I not be happy with their results and why? My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle it's time to make a difference and scale up this is the influence by design podcast Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, joined by my fabulous co-host, Tim Hyde, and super excited because today we're going to be talking about planning for 2022. Yeah. That sounds fun, doesn't it, Tim? We need one of those little sound effect things. I'm sure the team can take care of that. We'll just insert cheering here. <laughs> Actually, this is one of my favorite. This, this is one of my favorite topics, and not just because I'm an ex-project manager, and planning is so important. I find so many businesses that I deal with, and I know you do as well, Sam, don't have a coherent plan in place mm-hmm. and don't know how to execute that plan. Right, so we just mm. end up almost being very accidental about that business growth. Yes, and I think it's one of the biggest mistakes as business owners that we can make is just going picking some sort of random number out of the air and going, yeah, that's what we're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. But without a plan to move towards that, mm-hmm. we can often get stuck. And and as we've talked about lots of times, I think this is why business owners ultimately burn out is because we don't get momentum and don't get progress. And this planning process that we do every year around this time and sometimes earlier is mm-hmm. so critically important in helping us get to where our goals are. Absolutely. Could not agree more. So obviously this is a really, really great time to be planning. I certainly wouldn't be leaving it any later in the year than this. Otherwise, we're just leaving too much to what I call accidenti, hoping that things will happen, You know, throwing paint at a wall, whichever way you want to say it. I call it hopium. Mm, I like that. It's, it's this addictive drug, all right? based on our hope and luck strategy. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think the first thing with planning for the new year is actually doing the opposite. It's reflecting on the year that we've had because it's very difficult to plan without data. So for us, as I know you as well, I'm not even going to ask because I know it is about going back and unpacking 2021. What are some of the things that you look at, Tim, when you're going back? What are some of the data that you pull from the year that was? Um, I look at a whole bunch of different things. One of those is I think is really important that we celebrate our wins, what went well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to look at and, and particularly, I guess, over the last two years, we've, we've had to deal with lockdowns and interruptions and a lot of fear and uncertainty. I think it's good to reflect on on what our wins are and, mm-hmm. and what's gone well in the business, both personally, but also professionally as well. What do we do this year that actually sort of helped us really move the needle in our business? Right? What was mm-hmm. a great project we worked on that we got great success? Who was a fantastic client to work with? One of my team moved to the US and got married. So, you know, that was a win that we're celebrating as well. I think it's important to pull those things out as well. 
but mm. also looking at, you know, and if you're doing, got a history of doing this planning process, look at your previous plans and mm-hmm. go and pull them out, right? Put them in a safe place, put them into a Google Drive, whatever, and pull them out and reflect and go, this was our plan. What do we do well and what do we not do well? Mm. Right? And reflecting on that as well, I think really teaches us a lot about where we got off track, where mm-hmm. we deliberately got off track because we chose mm-hmm. to, and where we executed well. And, and we want to ultimately come down to this stage is what do we want to continue doing? What do we want to stop doing? What do we want to, you know, what do we want to start doing? Absolutely. I think one of the really important things about going back and acknowledging what went really well, what are we proud of, what are we happy about, that actually shines a light on the things that keep us lit up. So it's very important not just to do that from a perspective of celebrating our wins, but it also shines a light of where should we be spending more time so that we can continue to be happy or you know, ensure that we have these things that bring us joy in our business even more and not get caught going down the rabbit hole of doing things in our business that we don't enjoy to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked about this in previous years as well. We've got a theme for our 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's your theme, Sam? I know you struggled with this one for a little bit, but. I did. This probably theme, this year's theme took me longer than any other theme. Last year's theme happened in seconds. This one, it's taken us a few months and we've, um, and I say we, myself and Leon do, I don't know if you go through this with Penn, but this is something that Leon and I do together. And we finally settled on wealth. Now, what's really interesting is that I believe that our theme actually is almost exactly the same as your theme. It's just written in a different way. So I'd love you to share what your theme is, Tim. My theme for next year is maturity. Now, when you think about these, to me, they almost both mean something that's very similar. You know, we're getting to a point where we need to think about what needs to change or, you know, what strategy needs to change because wealth to me isn't just about, it's not just about money or it's not just about revenue. So when we set our theme, it's not just the theme for our business, it's the theme for our whole entire life. So it's what do we need to make sure that we've got, you know, full health. Because to me, wealth is, you know, happiness, joy, health, you know, money, all of the things. But also, how can we start to or really spend time this year on making sure that we've got our different revenue streams set up, you know, and take them, I guess, in the in your word, take them to be more mature. Yep. Yeah. And look, I'm very much the same. I think wealth is always the goal and not just wealth in our business. You know, that allows us to create impact you know, all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really love that you've actually extended that into, I guess, the other areas of wealth as well, right? Wealth mm-hmm. in relationships, wealth in abundance, mm-hmm. wealth in, you know, ability to give and serve others as well mm-hmm, and do all that fun stuff that we want to do when, when that's full. The reason I chose maturity was really around, I guess, when I reflected this year, and I know, Sam, you commented on a, on a post that my wife put up on <laughs> put up on, our, on her social media feed the other day where I just looked absolutely exhausted, right? Mm. Now, it happened to be it was because I'd had a couple of nights of really poor sleep after and she was in hospital on Friday with anaphylaxis and, and that's obviously very scary and, you know, didn't sleep very well the following night either. And so it was a combination of actual tiredness with it's getting to the end of the year and I need a break. But, you know, when I sort of looked at that into my business, I've gone, it, it still relies too much on me as the key operator in that business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my 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 theme maturity was really around looking at how do I build 
I guess, maturity in our operations and, and how mm-hmm, we do things mm-hmm. and, and with our clients so that it isn't as reliant on me. Mm. Or, or I could inject myself where I want to. Yeah, yeah. What I love about setting a theme is really using it as the lens for all decisions that we make throughout the year. So it's not just a it's not just a word that we throw out there and then forget about. It's I don't know about you, but Leon and I have an our notice board. It always sits at the top of the board. So every decision we make for the whole entire year runs through that lens. Like, does this help us get towards, you know, is this towards wealth or away from wealth? And it just makes it easy to make those decisions. Absolutely. Now, I love that this one also sort of really plays into, I guess, the first of nine areas that we need to look at when we're planning, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Right. Mm. And the first of those is vision. And if you don't mm-hmm. have a theme, it's very difficult to set that vision. Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you don't know where you're going, how, how do you know when you get there? So I think that's very, very important. Off the back of vision, once we know what we want to do, then it's time to set some revenue targets in our business. So this is the second key area, setting revenue targets. What is it that we want to be bringing in both from a um, a revenue and maybe profit as well because those two numbers are very different? Yeah. What have you got to say about Um, Look, I think think with revenues, revenue is an interesting one because so often we just pick this arbitrary number, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you ever, you know, if you came from a, some form of a corporate background or government, it was just like, this is your budget for this year and it's not going to go cheap. And often we sat there and go, that, does, that number has no basis in reality. Right. <laughs> and often it doesn't. We can't just pick something that's a complete random number out of thin air, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are going to, we, we need to look at what projects are going to deliver that, right? So, you know, if you're looking at 3X or 5X growth, that's a, that's very very aggressive um, for mm. any business. Um, Absolutely, so, you know, b- you know, bring it in and be be realistic, right? So it's not just about creating a number and then going like, oh, we feel really short of that. But maybe maybe put three numbers. Maybe put what's my realistic number? What's my bare ass minimum number? And what's my stretch target? Mm. Realistic, I find really interesting, and I get this a lot on sales calls. People say to me, "Oh, what's a realistic number?" what actually is a realistic money number because what is realistic for one person might be like a really stretch goal for someone else but it might be a really low goal for someone different so I I do find that these numbers really are they're intangible let's make it relevant to you then Totally, totally. I just thought that was really interesting because people do say, oh, well, you know, what's something that we're able to achieve because everyone's different. What this is reminding me of the quote that most people overestimate what they can do in the short term, but underestimate what's possible with long-term goals. And that is why it's so important to be able to set our revenue targets so that we know where we're going. Yeah, so true. So true. Let's look at number three which is around your product offering and pricing. Now, obviously, this really feeds into your revenue targets as well. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that one? So this one's really important because I think you talked about it, I think in this recording, I'm pretty sure it wasn't before we started recording, but we were talking about people that make these pie-in-the-sky goals but then don't break it down and say, how are we going to get there? So maybe, you know, someone will say, I want want to um, increase my revenue next year by $2 million but I've got a $97 a month program or I've got a $497 a month program. And you're like, well, 
like let's work that out how many sales do you need to make to be able to make that many sales how many conversations do you have to get those conversations how many leads do you have to have and you start working out those numbers and all of a sudden you see that's highly not gonna (laughs) not gonna happen there's not that many hours in the day to make that many sales calls no that's right so this is about really understanding if we're going there what does our product offering need to consist of and what does our pricing need to look like well this comes back to where it's really important just in business in general to know know your numbers you know mm-hmm. how many how many calls do I make right a lot I know we both talk to, to clients a lot who say their conversion rates like 80 or 90 percent mm-hmm. I think you were just on a podcast another one the other day and someone said oh my pod my conversion rates 100 percent I know someone <laughs> when someone told me that I was like mm, don't reckon it is hey <laughs> don't reckon it is and if it is you're not asking up in fact I, I recently KPI the number of knows I'm getting <laughs> as we mm. were talking about before and not not because it's necessarily going to bring in that and focus on the wrong energy is because mm-hmm. I've got such a real desire to serve other businesses mm-hmm. that I often find myself compromising what it is that we can deliver to get a yes. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. And, you know, we do need to be very clear about what it is we do and very firm about what it is we, what it is we do and what is the value that we, that we charge for that mm. and, and make sure that it's, it's a win-win relationship with our clients. Absolutely. So that brings us into the area number four, which is marketing. And this is how we bring in these leads to be able to turn them into clients. So you can see that we're starting off with this big picture and then sort of reverse engineering everything. Marketing is definitely something that's in both our wheelhouses. What can you talk to with marketing well, it comes back to what we were talking about before, those numbers. When we really know what our numbers, we know what we need to generate in which channel. Mm-hmm. One of the tools that I use is a spreadsheet, which is a sort of channel by product thing. And we look at number of opportunities or clients we attract and close through each channel. And when you actually start to put it onto a spreadsheet, you can say, well, you know, I'm not generating anything from, you know, from Instagram and I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of resources mm-hmm. there. You know, mm, we might mm-hmm. need to relook at our strategy or I get mm. lots from Facebook and, and whatever it happens to be. Often when we start to break that down, we can actually identify where there's opportunities to double down on our, our marketing efforts and spend and, and resourcing and dollar spend as well to, you know, create more leverage from what it is we do, right? You mm. might find that for every 10 leads you get on Facebook, you generate five sales and you might mm-hmm. find that, you know, overall, you get 500 leads from LinkedIn, but it also only generates five sales. Mm, right? mm. And if we compare these side by side, you would say that Facebook in that instance actually generates a better return on investment. Mm. What's the number one sort of area that works best for you that you know that you're going to definitely bring into 2022 in the marketing area? I think for me, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. one of the things I really like about LinkedIn and how we target our clients is that people identify how big their company is. And that's one of the real indicators for us Mm. to go, I know that I want to work with companies of a certain size. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily apparent through other social media channels. Right? Mm. And the more I can target the right and get in front of the right audience, the more likely I am to attract the client that I want to attract. Nice. Nice. 
Awesome. So the next area is leverage and growth opportunities. So this is around how can you get the biggest bang for your buck or how can you speak to the most people possible at one time? So this is around your joint ventures, different growth opportunities, collaborations, you know, your podcast interviews or your sort of your sharing your expertise in leveraged ways. I don't think we need to go into this one too much because it speaks for itself, but it's how can you speak to the most people at a time using that same amount of time? Yeah, look, we've got this massive opportunity, I think, to not only learn from others as well, but also leverage the networks. And again, if we approach it from a win-win perspective, all right, how can I help you and how can you help me in return? We've got some great opportunities in us. In fact, I was just talking to a marketing firm in the US this morning, both East Coast and West Coast. They don't do what I do and I don't do what mm. they do. And as long mm, as there's mm-hmm. the values alignment and the clients match up, there's this fantastic opportunity for us both to add greater value to our customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number six. Oh my God, this one's so important, right? Support team. Mm. But as much as we can plan all this stuff, <laughs> at some point we've got to identify who's going to deliver it mm-hmm. as well. Right. And it's because yeah. it's we've got to get out of this mindset that we are the are the person who's going to do everything. All right. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the thing that I see more often than not that hampers business growth is getting the owner out of the way. Yeah, totally. Could not agree more. This is something that I firmly believe in, is that you need to start thinking about yourself as the CEO. Now, if if you speak about yourself, like just sort of take yourself out of this situation and look at yourself in the third person and say, if I was paying me, essentially, if I was paying this person a good six-figure salary to be the CEO of my company, at the end of the year, would I be happy with their results or would I not be happy with their results and why? So what is it that you need to do to bring in or who's this support team that you need to bring in under yourself so that you can effectively be that CEO? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be really honest about your strengths and weaknesses. If you're mm. not a good manager or leader, appoint someone to do that role. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know quite a few people that sort of have grown their businesses and over the last few years have appointed CEOs in their business because they've been quite open to say, I cannot run this ship to where it needs to go, but I've got this vision. So let's bring in who needs to, you know, who needs to be able to do these things. So yeah, I think that's really cool. things to do, but so important mm. as well. Mm, Number totally. seven. Number seven is operations. So this is all of the things that are happening in the background of your business, your systems, your processes, your software and, you know, the tech that you've got behind the scenes to make sure that you can uh, market and sell and deliver everything that you need to in your business to obviously bring in your revenue targets. Yeah. And you, you notice if you're sort of paying attention to this, it's kind of all feeding up on, on top of each other. <laughs> Isn't that mm. right? What's my mm-hmm. vision? What's the revenue for that vision? <laughs> right? How am I going to deliver the products to that vision? Gee, that wouldn't right. be like us reverse engineering anything, would it, Tim? Wouldn't it all? So number eight. Number eight is mindset. And I think it's really important to note that some of the setting some of these goals can really shake you there's going to be some you know things in here whether it is the revenue targets or whether it's taking yourself out and becoming the uh, the ceo of your business or whether it's help getting someone to help you with the operations at some point you're going to reach this invisible ceiling 
where you you're going to be pushed to your boundaries so i think being really aware of your mindset or the limitations in your mindset is um, really really important we have to do this thing that most of us as business owners don't really like to be and that's be vulnerable Mm. and we do have to we do have to do that we actually have to sort of take our ego hat off and go okay let's let's be honest with ourselves about what we can do and what we can achieve and why i'm actually doing it Mm, mm, and when yeah. we nail those things, all this sudden the rest of this stuff falls into place, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a I can't remember who said it. Um, if you remember, let me know in the comments wherever wherever you're listening to this. But it's something like all progress begins with telling the truth. And the more truthful you are about where you're at or you know what you need help with, the easier it's going to be to get there. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. Number nine, 2022 priorities. <laughs> Yeah, this is about looking forward. It's what do you need? What is your theme? What are the things that um, you're going to prioritize in alignment with your theme to make sure that you are able to achieve all your goals for 2022? Yeah, one of the things I I think here is really important for people to think about, uh, a plan is only good when you execute it and keep yourself accountable to it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And as much as we can do this thing and put it on the shelf and completely forget about it, you know, set break this down into quarterly and monthly goals. And mm-hmm. part of your review process, if you're not doing a review process, even if it's just you in the business right now by yourself, mm-hmm. put some time aside in your calendar right now, every single month to review your progress against your plan mm-hmm. and go, am I on track? Not on track is the thing I'm doing, adding to my plan or subtracting from my plan. Because it's okay to throw things away as you evolve uh, and decide that they're not working or they are working or to double down on stuff that that might you might give a higher priority. I've got a framework that you use, and I know we've been talking about it offline as well, Sam, called uh, sort of an ICE project assessment. Right Now, ICE Mm -hmm. stands for impact, um, confidence, and ease. Mm -hmm. And so as you go through your plan and identify what all the projects are that you might want to do, look at those three things. Give yourself a score out of 10 and go, what's the impact of this particular project? As we talked about, again, off just before air, um, we were talking about you know updating a page on your website. What's the mm-hmm. impact of updating that page on your website? Mm. What's your confidence that that is going to make some form of impact on your business? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And how easy is that project to execute? Right? And you'll find that, you'll get yourself a weighted score. And obviously we want to prioritize the, the higher weighted scores than the lower weighted scores. Mm. Right? And then Love put it. them into your project plan accordingly. Absolutely. So if you have listened to this and you're really keen on doubling down and getting your plan in place, I've put together a little worksheet, the Coaches Business Growth Planner. Go to samanthariley.global forward slash plan to get a copy of that. And we've got something interesting coming up too, don't we, Tim? Yeah, we thought we might uh, do a little live workshop. Um, you know, taking people through that plan and, and doing a bit of a collaborative approach. Um, so if you'd like to join us on that one, jump over to the coaches. So jump over to the coaches, course creators and speakers Facebook group. Tim and I are both in there and we'll be sharing all the details for that workshop so that you can really make sure that you set some really good goals for 2022 and grow and scale your business. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to having you join us on that call together, just be a quick one, couple of hours together 
Um, but if you haven't done that approach, uh, that process before, you might find some value. Thanks for joining us today. We've got some more exciting episodes coming up. If you really enjoyed the uh, Influence by Design podcast today, jump up to the three dots on your phone, click that and uh, follow, subscribe, like, share, all those fun things that we'd love you to do. And we look forward to seeing you on another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to us today. It's been great hanging out with you all and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.